Hello everybody, welcome back to Cusum. I'm Aaron. I'm Drew. It's been a while. It's been really busy. Holidays. I haven't been busy. All the regular excuses. I'm always busy, Drew not busy. Yeah, that's that's life. You know, it was Christmas. There was Boxing Day. There was Grand Prix Vancouver. I moved. That was exciting. It wasn't exciting, it was awful. New Year? New Year. I moved on New Year's Day. January 1st. But now it's great. On my own. Rent's literally infinite, but I don't have to worry anymore. And that's, uh, that's the price you pay to make yourself happy. So I can walk around without pants? I can walk around without pants. So Anyway, Raptor Girl Allegiance. Two weeks away, at least one rise of recording this. When I edit and put this out, it's a mystery as always. So, uh, I guess we're, I don't even know, halfway? I don't even know how, how far away through the uh, previews About we are. One third. We just got and spoiled approximately. We just got Mystic Snake, the Mystic Snake nobody wanted. But you know what? I guess Popper players probably wanted. It's a good like common uncommon card, which is something that we don't appreciate nearly as much as we should on the show. But uh, the cycle of the uh, two two or yeah four color uncommons are all pretty good. I would imagine tremendously for common uncommon, except for the, like the black white one. It just like isn't a Seedrano, but like you just want it to be the Seedrano instead of like they discard a card and it's bad. <laughs> It's a, hey. little, it's a little underwhelming, plain, one might say. Yeah. Drew likes it, Drew likes playing cards. So, with uh, Ravica coming out, we got five new mechanics, just like we do for every uh, guild set. So, we have, the first mechanic is Spectacle. Uh, what's, it, they're, they're, what's the mechanic similar to this? Uh, bloodthirst. Ra raid, bloodthir Bloodthirst is probably the most accurate. So, much better than Bloodthirst, it's, uh, you get to cast a card for its alternate casting cost. If they lost life that turn, so it doesn't have to be damage, can only can be damage. Fetch land, pain land, you name it. But uh, a very Rakdos guild, very Rakdos feeling mechanic fits right well into the Rakdos guild. But Bloodthirst was uh, Gruel originally. Uh, I think it was in M13 or something randomly. Yeah, it was a pretty like generic -y mechanic. But anyway, after that we got Afterlife, which is probably the the best best fitting Orzhov mechanic you can think of. So whenever this, so far I guess it's only on creatures, but whenever this creature dies, you get to create X one one white black flying spirit tokens, where X is the number after afterlife. It might only be creature tokens. We're getting spirits from instance. What if there's an enchantment that has afterlife? No one destroys enchantments. Then we have adapt. One time, one time, we'll get a civic mechanic that isn't just terrible. This no, one, no, no, they all have to be plus. This one is, is like the best version of it, I guess, because it's just. I like graft. What? Okay, well, it's not gonna be cute. <laughs> the the problem is these plus one plus one counter plus one plus one counter mechanics don't uh, have a lot of cube application. This one, thankfully, is just a pseudo glorified monstrosity. But instead of uh, like Theros, when things became monstrous, you got a benefit right away. A lot of these cards just have get counters and then interact with other Simic cards well. Uh, there are very few that become monstrous, or become ad adapted, and then get a benefit right away. There's not very many yet. I don't know we haven't seen a lot of cards yet, but I wonder how many there is now that Prime Speaker Zagana isn't the Prime Speaker anymore. She's just like a not in charge. Now it's the Jellyfish Lady. Also, a decent stat monster, I believe. But yeah, it's like a four mana four four that like adapts into a eight eight or something for like six mana. I think so. Yeah. It's fine. It's a it's cool. I like the art. Big fan. Anyway. Uh, then we get Riot, which is the most boring mechanic you can probably think of. But Strictly it's great. better adapt. Some might say it's better adapt. 
You get the whenever the creature comes into play, you get the option of uh, free getting adapting. haste or get a plus almost one counter. Yeah. And that's it. That's whenever it comes into play. So like if you were to reset it for some odd reason, you can take advantage of that. Uh, and then we got addendum, which is a mechanic I forgot about <laughs> when making this list. Uh, it's very weird. It's uh, you get to cast your instance as a sorcery for a benefit. Or an instant on your main phase. Yeah, we were, we were talking that, you know, if a, a counterspell had addendum, it could have a huge benefit if you cast it on your turn, because it's only, its restriction is only that you cast it during your main phase, not that it's cast like you would a sorcery, if that makes sense. Anyway, addendum is a really weird mechanic. I know, I like that Azorius in the Ravnica storyline is like this, uh... They're always kind of, the bad guys, right? Well, they're like the, the, the law the police. lawmakers, the police, but they're like these aggressive, it's like an aggressive guild, like the Tain and stuff like that. Um, even though they had Supreme Verdict and Swings of Revelation, you know, just ignore those ones, but, uh, they're like this aggressive guild, which is kind of weird, they attack and block a lot, uh, even with Dovenbond in charge, who makes a bunch of guys that attack and block really well, so I, I like that Azorius isn't just a bunch of Teferis, even though Teferi's great. Uh, other than that, we have Split Cards back, what a surprise, they were also back last set. Kind of be, to be expected, kind of be at expected. all times, so... Uh, so, with Ravnica Allegiance, we got, I guess for the first half, I think they split the, like, bad guilds, and by bad guilds, I mean guilds that need more cube cards, <laughs> pretty evenly. So, yeah, was it okay. was it Boros and Izzet were in the first half, and then Simic, uh, Gruul, I'm forgetting one, aren't I? No. Simic Gruul, is that it? Simic Gruul is Generally, yeah, yeah. Even Rakdos. Rakdos is fine, but could use, like, a bone or two. You have, like, this play a lot of Terminates, and we're about to talk about other Terminate in a second here, but... Gruel could use a little more adapt. I'm trying to make an adapt Diversity. Joke. I'm, try, I'm trying to make an adapt joke. <laughs> no, no. But I don't think adapt, adapt is the, the joke. Case. Okay. <laughs> all right, well. So, all we want are good Civic cards. Uh, you know what? I'm okay having bad Gruel cards because I think people just, people like Gruel cards, even though I don't like them very much. And I don't think you really like them very much. We're not very different, you and I, yeah. <laughs> but I really want to, I want a home run Civic card. We haven't got one yet. But there's still, hopefully, two-thirds of a set left. So anyway, that'll start us off with almost, not this card yet, almost forgot again. Thanks to the Mana Base, our sponsor, who I'm unfortunately very neglectful at uh, remembering, uh, the Mana Base. Your home base for all things Magic the Gathering. They let us release this content whenever we feel like it, it seems. And uh, he doesn't really, they don't really write us about it that much, which is awesome. So, uh, check out the Mana Base, your home base for all things Magic the Gathering. Uh, we just signed... Uh, MTG Jeff, new YouTuber. I like his stuff quite a bit. Check him out. He's, uh, I think, the only person other than Nikachu making video content for us right now. So, yeah, be sure to check him out. Anyway, Bedevil. Uh, black, black, red, instant. Destroy target artifact creature or planeswalker with art. Fantastic art by Seven Kitten. Yeah, on the art. I like it. You know what? Uh, I think that's the tangent off right before we even get into the card. Uh, Seb McKinnon's kind of becoming this new, like, Therese Nielsen in the world of, like, magic art, I think. People like, love his artwork, which is fine. I like mm -hmm. I love his artwork, too. But, similar to Therese Nielsen, or maybe not Therese more of Rebecca Gway, like the, you know, the really revered artists. His art is starting to not, it doesn't really fit in the set very well. So, I, I think the art for Bedevil is good, but it doesn't fit the rest of the art theme of Ravnica. And some, a handful, like, the, he has the Blue-green, instant, explore. That card, too. Again, beautiful artwork. Is that the, the promo art? Is it, or is it I think the it's same the, I think they have the same art. Okay. Um, again, beautiful artwork. Doesn't fit the theme very much, and I'm a big flavor guy. Regardless, Bedevil. How many Terminates is too many Terminates? 
I think this terminate is a two one one too many terminates, but I run like cut to ribbons right now and terminate and Colgan's command. Colgan's command is the best terminate, even though it's not even close to a terminate. It's true. And I like the diversity of my other two picks. And this is just more of all of yeah, them. Falconrath, Aristocrat, Ready, yeah. uh, Iconoclast. Yeah, I currently run... I was running Cut Ribbons. I wasn't running Cut Ribbons. Take that back. Oh, no, I was running Cut Ribbons. Because I like Cut. I like the Cut half. Anyway, right now I'm running Dreadbore Terminate, which is something I hate doing because they're almost identical cards. Uh, and I will re and I, I'm not a fan of Dreadbore, but uh, sometimes these stupid red-black decks need ways to deal with Planeswalkers, obviously. So I do like Bedevil more. I know it's not really as much as a Negro card, so it kind of counterdicts my what I was trying to say here. But so you, you know, don't move Dreadbore up. Move Dreadbore up. Uh, say like upgrade Dreadbore to Bedevil. Oh yeah, I probably I really don't like Dreadbore, so I'll be trying out Bedevil. I think it's a pretty easy easy switch here and there. You can just switch one of your Terminate effects for another Terminate effect. This one's hard to cast with the upside of destroying an artifact, though. Wee. I think like, the first card spoiled. Maybe. No, it was, all, it was all the FNM the, cards the, spoiled. The Simic one was the growth. Yeah. Ramp Explorer thing was the first thing, I think. Alright, well, that brings us to uh, End Razor Forerunners. Crater Hoof. Yep, 5 green, green, green. 7 7 Vigilance Trapple Haste. When it enters the battlefield, creatures you control, other creatures you control, get plus almost one. That's not true at all. Plus two, plus two, Vigilance, and Trample until end of turn. I was probably just going to glaze over it, even if you only said plus one, plus one. So, very uh, Decimator of Provinces. They keep making these big boars. They bring the party. This one is Natural or natural Orderable. Unfortunately, Decimator wasn't. So, this one is much better. <laughs> it's no Creator of Behemoth, but why not more? You know? I don't know. Like... In the, in the decks that are, you kind of don't want to run Crater Hoof, where you're getting a natural order out and maybe have like two, maybe three guys out, this thing's probably better than Crater Hoof in those decks. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I guess, vouch for this card as better than one of the, not better than Crater Hoof. But, so everyone runs this like big green package of like traditionally Trastodon, Woodfall Primus, Hornet Queen, Crater Behemoth, Primetime, you know. Carnage Tyrant, I guess. Uh, a Tarka. <laughs> And uh, Trastodon has been underperforming, at least recently with us. Well, it feels like about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, I realized like Trastodon's not picked very much. It's not run in many decks, even when it is picked, and people don't resolve it or are happy with resolving it. Uh, and there's nothing to replace it with. Yeah, so the, this card is a, is, is a fine replacement. Like I said, it can get natural order, unlike Decimator. Um and I think it's like I don't have a problem with I don't think Trastodon's a bad card it's like our playgroup doesn't like it I think in a power environment the card gets significantly better and you got more things going around uh, like your tapped basalt monoliths and stuff yeah like there's like academy there's like so many more things that you know that, that you can you can like blow up moxes you can blow up other problem permanents so uh, Endraiser while not Great Hoof Behemoth is probably going to be my second Great Hoof Behemoth <laughs> so I like that they're making these big green boar guys Big on it's the new uh, dragon for green, the yeah. new Hydra, the new uh, was it Sphinx for blue? Yeah, yeah all blue guys are Sphinxes now. That brings us to Gutter Bones. Probably has the best name in all of the set. I love that all the Rakdos cards have these really unnecessary over the top cards like like the Rakdos Showstopper and what's it? There's the Diva of Rakdos and Gutter Bones. <laughs> so I like Gutter Bones a lot. I know people initially on Twitter and stuff said that they they I guess the initial cut was. 
Dreadwander, which I, guess. I don't like. I don't know. Even though I love the name, I love Gutterbone's name. He's always he's one black for a two-one skeleton warrior, not a zombie. Enters, enters the battlefield tapped. Pay one and a black. Return it from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only if your opponent lost life this turn. So returning to your hand doesn't feel good. But like a dread, it's pretty much the same cost. Dreadwander. Dreadwander comes back for three. This costs three. Uh, your opponent has to lose a life or have to be hellbent. So they're actually very similar cards, except Gutterbones has the interaction that like I could survival it, I could fauna shaman it, I could do it, I could discard it to Wild Mongrel if we're living in 2005. <laughs> there are a lot of things that this uh, this blood soul champion blood gas. There's a lot of these effects that because it, it happens to go back to your hand, which initially it was a deterrent to. Uh, Maybe there's some sort of synergy to it. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating it. Maybe I'm, like, thinking to, you know, a little too high in the sky. But I think I still played... Was it... Dreadscape Zombie? Not Dreadscape Zombie. There's, like, four What is the one mana 2-2 two, two comes with my tapped? Um, Diagraph Ghoul. I think I played Diagraph Ghoul. I'm just going to cut, cut Diagraph Ghoul for gutter bones. Well, I guess my controversial opinion on this is... Since everyone always laments, why isn't this a zombie? Why don't we play more zombie? Why isn't there more playable? Maybe we just cut yeah, Gravecrawler instead. There's probably a time, there's definitely going to be a time when there's enough of these cards you can just cut Gravecrawler. But the random synergies it has, for the time being, are fine. And I, I assume zombie such like a generic creature type will keep riding the line. You know what I mean? So maybe it's got, maybe it's not, I don't think so. I still like, kind of run this pseudo-y zombie package. Not really. But... I'm not cutting Gravecrawler. I'm cutting Diagraph Ghoul. Diagraph Ghoul is super boring. But it was a zombie. For Gutter Bones. Big Gutter Bones fan. Oh, hey, this is the one. Judith, the Scourge Diva. Great names. Fantastic design. Big fan. One black red. Two, two, human shaman, not a zombie, two. Other creatures you control get plus one plus zero. Whenever a non zone creature you control dies, Judith, Judith, the Scourge Diva, deals one damage to any target. I can't help but keep bringing up Judge Judy memes. I, I expect a lot of alters along that line <laughs> in the future. I want this card to be a 3-2 so bad. The fact that it's a 2-2. I think people... It's it's like a... What's, what card do we... Uh, Olivia? Blood Artist. Blood Artist? People play Blood Artist. I hate or, Blood Artist. I, don't I hate that card a lot. I have a hard enough time with the... I don't, I don't play it at the moment either, but the 2-mana 1-1 one, one version of it. From Battle of Zendikar. That isn't as good, but has power. Anyway, so there's a there's been a bunch of these like red black utility creatures for aggro. Like there was a uh, the Murder King, big Murder King fan. That's like it's a might be it might be a better name than Gutter Bones. Timerat, uh, Timerat the Murder King. There's been like the three mana Olivia. There's been like, there's been a couple versions of like these again utility Rakdos cards. The three mana two two the Gray Ogre is is bad. It's not good. It anthems your team. That's probably fine. It's like a Probably, maybe like, it's a good curve topper. You look at the swing in your two or three guys into it. Maybe deal an extra two or three damage. You can send the damage anywhere. So you can make you can take down bigger blockers. Send it to the face, obviously. Rack those face. Oh, the 2-2 two -two body is like, so discouraging. I think I've been burnt enough by these types of cards in recent memory that I'm not going to try this one. And I'm just skip out entirely. I'm probably gonna try it because again, the Rakdos cards are generally like Falcomath Scrat as like the premium Rakdos creature. And, and at least for us, sorry. And and, and Rakdos uh, Cackler. Rakdos Cackler is actually the best Rakdos card, but uh, both Drew and I slot it into red, so that's why we don't bring it up. <laughs> but it's actually the best Rakdos card. Um, 
outside of that, I get Rakdos creature specifically. It's like Falcon Earth Scrat, and then a bunch of two for one, a bunch of like Terminate, Dreadbore, Bedevil, Colgan's Command, Dreddy, uh, Rakdos's Return, Cut, Cut Ribbons, a bunch of like bizarre removal spells, uh, and like the creatures aren't very good. <laughs> I guess you can lump in Murderous Redcap if you want. Yeah, like oh god. So, so Judith. While I'm not super excited about the the the, the, the body, uh, its effect is like fine. The anthem part, maybe again, maybe I'm underrating the anthem part. Um, you, and like, if you can like Jimmy Jam it in some sort of Martyr Tokens deck, it's like it seems better. You get to you know make a bunch of shitty guys that are way more expendable, or some gutter bones that are also expendable. So yeah, again, not impressed by the body. I think this is a card you have to play with a little just to get a feel for it. I'm probably gonna try it on release. Well, I guess That's how often do your uh, red-black aggro decks just end up cutting the black cards and just play a slightly worse version of mono-red because it's more consistent? Yeah. Uh, again, I guess maybe you can also fit this in some sort of stacks thing. Um, again, the red doesn't really bring a lot of the party to the stacks strategy, but uh, maybe we're underwriting this. I don't know about what Goblin Bombardment is also like a pretty pretty popular card, so there's a little bit of value in this card. It's definitely a... If you like support this kind of strategy, it seems great. Again... Fairly shallow Rakdos creature pool. So, again, great name, great design. Big fan. I hate, I'm not a fan of this art, but Light Up the Stage is a cool name. Uh, so, Light Up the Stage, two in a red sorcery. Uh, exile top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards. Spectacle, one red. So, this card was bad until it's your next turn. Turn it's fine. <laughs> Like, I guess this this is a card in, that red just needs more of, kind of like Faithless Looting. It is cards that kind of outside the red's box of aggro and burn spells. And I will try to include as many of these as they are printed. They've had a lot of... The red gets a lot of these, like, bizarro draw spells, like, uh... What's it? There's, uh... It's like, discard a card, draw two. Yeah. A Tormenting Voice, Faithless yeah. Looting, Faithless Looting, very good. Uh, Wild Guess. There's one that's, like, discard your hand, draw two... There's a bunch of these variants. Light of the Sage is an interesting card. It's, I guess, depending on the point of the game, it's obviously a, a very, very good on curve. It's like not a terrible top deck because if you can set up the following two turns, the, again, this this card feels like you have to play it a little bit just to uh, kind of get a feel for it. But it's a cool card. Again, I'll, like Drew said, it's outside of the the, the box of a red residue, or at least it's in the box of their Bizarro draw effects. So who knows? It's but, a it's a playable one in their Bizarro draw effects. Yeah, maybe. Not a lot of them see play. Other than, like, Tormenting Voice and Faith of Sooting, I don't know if there's been any of them. Oh, I think the Discard Your Hand draw two ones, so a little bit of play. Anyway. It's attached to Bedlam Reveler. You got that. That one's good. That one draw three. That one's even better. This is maybe the weirdest card in the set. It's a weird mechanic. I think there was a... There's a card in Unstable that gave your spells Trample. There, well, there is the card that, could, that is Lightning Strike or something with Trample. But. Yeah. But uh, not lightning trick. That's like uh, a laser beam, or it's a death beam, or something rather. Pestilence spirit, two and a black, not a zombie. It's a spirit. <laughs> Three two menace death touch. Instant spells, uh, instant sorcery spells. You control have death touch. I guess I've been uh, evaluating this card without the instant sorceries fancy full keyword clause because uh, I think just menace death touch three two for three. Easy to cast. Easy to cast. It's probably going to trade up. I don't know how many tokens... It's going to depend on how many token strategies you mm. uh, have in your cube, but... And then if you happen to connect the dots where you have a fire or a split split uh, arc trail, arc lightning, yeah. and 
go to Value Town. Either play win people. I think just without that, it's probably fine because black threes are that bad. Yeah, black three drops. Black creatures we've we've been preaching for for years, though they're getting a lot of help as of late. Thankfully, uh, could use a little uh, could use a little love. Three Value. mana, three two menace death touch is nothing super fancy. It's easy to cast. Uh, menace is surprisingly harder to block than you think. Uh, in like all like glint sleep slifer air. Fill that card does. Yeah, and you like carry Zev? That thing lives forever. Yeah. So just a one three. Just at face value, three mana, uh, three mana, three two menace death touch. I don't know if I'd necessarily play the card. It's fine. I probably, I probably consider it. However, the the fact that this is kind of a Rakdos card, you know, makes all your burn spells uh, terminates <laughs> more terminates. Uh, even if it doesn't happen very often, it's an. It, this is like a good incentive to like want to splash those cards. If you do have them, you can you can like live that dream. If you do play the uh, the fire ice effects, those kind of effects, you know, all of a sudden those cards become really sweet stories. Even with like, if you're really behind, you can play it and slam an earthquake. Again, very funny. So the front half of this card is interesting enough that I'd almost consider it, but just the extra line of text it has that's like so unique to itself is, I think I think it easily pushes it in the world of playable. I think this card is a is a, a glorified Rakdos card, and is a, a this is like a big story maker. I think. Card sweet, big fan. Not a zombie. So next up is Prime Speaker Vanifar. Vanifar? Vanifar? Sure. Google Translate that one. <laughs> two blue-green, two four. Elf Ooze Wizard. It's legendary, I'm surprised. Tap. Sacrifice another creature. Search your library for a creature with converted mana cost equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost. Put that card into the battlefield. Shuffle your library. Activate this ability. Only anytime you can cast a sorcery. It's a birthing pod. Has cool art. I really like the design of the new Simic leader. I'm very curious why she took over. You're big on the magic stories. Yeah, she's like this this like jellyfish lady. That's sweet. Big fan. Uh so this wasn't quite the Simic card I was looking for. But it's a Simic card I'll take for now, Asterix. Unless you got a better one. This card isn't I don't think that face value. It's like I don't. It's a format of two four activates sorcery. I wonder like, would it have to be like a one one or a one two to activate an instant? It'd have to be tiny. Ella fragile. Have to be super fragile. Anyway, so this card. I don't think this card uh, up front is actually just good. I don't think this card's very good, <laughs> but it's fun. That's the that's the thing. I don't think it's very good, but it's fun and it pulls you. Wants the you want to play Simic. And no Simic cards make me want to play Simic. No, most gold cards actually don't want to make you. They're just like, hey, this is Terminate. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna first pick Terminate. I'm like, no, no, no. Scarab God makes you want to play blue black. Yes. Okay. <laughs> There's there are a couple. Scarab God's pretty good. And while this card not great, is a draw, and I think that is worth something. I think so too. Again, it's an interesting card. Uh, you make the point that again, Simic cards are very boring. Uh, there's no particular card that I, I'm ever super happy to play. Uh, Simic is really weird. It's they, they very they don't even have it's a lot of like blue cards. And maybe this is this is weird, but there's a like blue cards that want to splash green for for Mystic Snake, or there's green decks that want to splash blue for an Edric. And uh, I don't think that it's I don't even know. I've kind of fell into the camp where Simic just is a ramp deck. And I think cards that go in that direction, like Elder Deep Fiend, that Elder is Deep Fiend is a good Simic go. card. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just there's other than the other Nedric going into splashing into green decks, the rest of the the, the Simic cast don't see a lot of play. Mystic Snakes have been very unpopular for a long time. Uh, Trigon Predator varies 
huge based on your your your, your cube. Uh, what's the word? Dynamic. Uh, sure. <laughs> makeup. Um, cube makeup, I think, is a better term. Uh, and else than you know, after that, it's a pretty spaghetti. And I'm not super excited about any of the cards. So, Bribe Seekers again is again like a an interesting enough card, but it might just be another. What's the word? Rashmi? Remember Rashmi from Aether Revolt? Or Kaladesh? It's like the first play you cast every turn, you can like look at top X cards equal to CMC or something. It's like, and that card is also interesting and the kind of reason to play Simic, and I hope that this card isn't that, but it might just I played like a 2 4 4 Biomancer guy. I think you gave plus 2. Oh, yeah, the two, mass, plus 1 plus mass 4 counters. Counters. Yeah, yeah, whenever you play a guy, you get to like. Get that was counters equal okay. To two. Yeah, again. But Simic is like, again, populated as well. It's kind of like Rakdos with a bunch of these like bizarro blue green cards that. It's a bizarre a lot in this, in this episode. That have interesting mechanics like uh, Prophet of Crufix, Rashmi, this thing, uh, Master Biomancer. A lot of those kind of weird cards. That are like interesting enough, but not end up they don't end up just being powerful enough to warrant their spot. And then you end up just playing like Coiling Oracle because it's a fine card. You know, it's just a, a can-tripping idiot. Uh, so Prime Speaker Vanifer I think is in the same realm, but I guess it'll come down to like ultimately is this is this effect fun enough? That will kind of just people will keep playing it. Is it? Is it? Because it's a powerful effect, but it takes it's slow. Like it's it, it's hard. It's, it's way easier to interact it with. It Does that four toughness? It does a four toughness. So could you use three power. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna play Prime Speaker Vanifer. I'm not Vanifar. I feel like I'm messing that up. I'm not super jazzed about it, but I'm not super jazzed about the impending foil price. Yeah, so Commander players love this card. Uh, Intruder alarm. Like spiked immediately. What a surprise! Every time one of these cards comes out, intruder alarms. Place. Yeah. <laughs> um, this has to be one of the most popular commanders that's come out in the last little bit. This I think is the... Simic's last hurrah for me. If they, if the cards don't, I'm not replacing them. If they don't make it, I'm just cutting the Simic slot <laughs> and just putting it a different card. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it looks, it looks, it looks fun to try. Give it a, give it a spin. But I'm not gonna hold my breath, unfortunately. Speaking of artwork, you know, we're kind of going back to the Sepikin reference. This is another, uh, again, art is fine, but Rick's Mahdi Reveler is very is very realistic. Again, which doesn't really fit in, but anyway. Rick's Mahdi Reveler, 1 in a red, 2-2 two, two, human shaman, not a zombie. Spectacle, 2 black red. Uh, when it enters, enters the battlefield, discard a card, then draw a card. If you cast it for its spectacle cost, instead discard your hand and draw 3 cards. A two mana two two and the spectacle loss is two and no I said that I said that okay um, so two mana two two that lets a loot card is not very good it's extremely I think, it, I think it's passive Drew thinks it's passable Drew plays was it the two mana two one that shocks your opponent yeah that card's like in like I don't even like that card and like Drew plays that card so Drew has a little more space I don't have as much space he's at five forty I'm at four fifty I'm not looking at Rick's Mighty Revel at the moment I'm not sure you can you can just all this card as a red card that has his upside. I definitely don't like it as a Rakdos card. Oh, it's not a Rakdos card. I don't know how. I don't really know if I like this card at all. Without the Rakdos ability, I'm not looking at this card. So I think I'd have to class it as a Rakdos card. But it's, it's an interesting constructed card. card. Uh, uh, buffs Grazier synergies. Yeah, it has random synergy stuff. Like it's it's neat. You get get back gutter bones, <laughs> or discard and then get back gutter bones. So yeah, I don't know how to deal with this card. It's a very Drew card. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seraph of the Scales. The 
black, white, mythic. I didn't know what we got. We didn't, then we didn't really want. Uh, two white, black, angel, four, three, flying. A pay a white. It gains vigilance till end of turn. Pay a black. Gains death touch till end of turn. Afterlife, two. So it's a four mana, four, three, flying. Afterlife, two, with almost the relevant text. Well, Afterlife 2 is the best part Afterlife of this card. Afterlife 2 is a not bad part of this card. It is a it is an X3. Dies with a lot of things. Uh, Orzov has a lot of playable cards. So unfortunately, this card might be a little bit of a miss. Like, the weaker cards that I run are Tidal of Skuller and Umberta Rights in Orzov, but those play a role. Yeah. And this doesn't play that role. The, the, I think the best thing about Seraph the Scale is that it's a 4-drop in a color that has difficult to find 4-drops. There are a lot of black four drops that are medium, yeah. but the white white has a little more. They have like hero blade hold, but um, a, a lot of the white four drops also suffer from the problem this card has of having three toughness. Mm -hmm. Right, Gisela, Sublime Archangel, uh, they're just gonna get shot out of the sky, which feels really really bad. So this at least has some staying power. It uh, fits into I was gonna say token decks, but that's really stupid. <laughs> it's a very it's a very fine mid range card. card. Outreal, if you ever play this card, it's going to be fine. You might give it Vigilance every now and then. This card looks fine. It is good. I am not excited to try it. I don't think I'm going to try it. Hey, you put it on the list. You're going to try it. I'm going to try it. You're going to try it. I don't try every card on the list. True. But, yeah, I was like, I played for the Vindicates, Soren, Lingering Souls, Burl, Raid, Saddle Scholar. I think I play the same five. Yeah. And, I play uh, Solemn Visitor? Yeah, I play Solemn Visitor too. Uh, I don't... I'm not mad. Like, yeah, this card's fine. I, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure people will play it. It'll perform well. It's not a bad card by any means. Kind yeah, cool. Like the art. Same guy who drew Chandra Torch Defines, I believe. It was on our window, which you can't see. It's okay though. That brings us to Tithe Taker. This card's going in. This card's great. One in a white. Two one. Human soldier, not a zombie. During your turn, spells your opponent control. Spells your control. That's, that's incorrect. During your turn, spells your opponent's cast. Costs one more to cast. And abilities your opponent's activate. Costs one more to activate. Unless they're mana abilities. Afterlife 1. You know, it's been a long time. Many, many, many years. But I think Ronum Unicorn. <laughs> I love that art. I love it's a unicorn. There's a lot <laughs> of pink in it. It's great. I think it's finally getting cut. Yeah, this card's fine. Yeah. This card's good. well. This card is good. It's the uh, budget Thalia. Thalia is fantastic. This one's fantastic. Afterlife's sweet. Pitch it in the way we deck. It's everything you want it to do. R randomly even taxes their activated abilities for some reason. It's awesome. Not too far. Not too far long ago. Far long ago. Drew was in the world of playing multiple. Uh, what's his name? Mistral. Mistral Chargers. Mistral Chargers. Pegasus. Pegasus. Ronum Unicorns. You know, White Suits could use a little bit of help, and Tithe Taker is just another one that's been fantastic. I know we got Remorseful Cleric, um, Selfless Spirit. Spirit, this card. This card isn't uh, quite Selfless Spirit good, but, you know, it's still great. Big fan. This one's pretty easy, I think. So, that's all we're going to talk about today. It's, uh, we just talked about cards that were on the official Wizards of the Coast spoiler. So there's a handful of cards we didn't talk about um, that we were on that list, like Dovin, uh, Kaya, we didn't talk about the Mythic Dragon, we didn't talk about the, the Demon, those are all coming in the full review. This has uh, been our, I want to say initial impressions, because it's only about, uh, I think, 10 cards and the mechanics, stuff like that. So, 
probably recording in a week or two, and we'll have the full episode sometime after a week or two. Other than that, I want to thank the man base again, because I'm a good employee. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Make sure to check them out for uh, all things Magic Gathering, except for Vintage, because no one plays Vintage. That's okay. That's the cube, I guess. The end.